Please join in our entrance hymn, I Watch the Sunrise. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, Amen. the Lord be with you. Amen. Warm welcome to morning mass here at St. Bride's Church in Camberfine, which is the funeral mass for the repose of the soul of Margaret Gilmore. Welcome uh, to Lynn and Graham and Ben and Mac who are here, and of course welcome to Robert too. Welcome to family members who have joined us, and of course family friends as well. We've gathered here in the church uh, to pray for Margaret uh, and to remember Margaret's good and kind life. We are thankful for all that she has achieved in this life, but also the many things that she's been able to give to so many people. <coughs> we offer our sincere condolences to the family that are present here. We know that in her life, uh, faith itself, uh, Margaret received many uh, blessings uh, many consolations and so many kindnesses and so many answers to prayer. So today we commend her to this same loving God uh, that she knew so well in her life. To begin the Mass and to offer the Mass more worthily, we first call to mind our sins. I confess to Almighty God and to you, my brothers and sisters, that I have greatly sinned in my thoughts and in my words and what I have done and what I have failed to do. 
through my fault, through my fault, through my most grievous fault. Therefore, I ask, Blessed Mary, ever Virgin, all the angels and saints, and you, my brothers and sisters, pray for me to the Lord our God. And may Almighty God have mercy on us, forgive us our sins, and bring us to everlasting life. Lord, have mercy. Christ, have mercy. Lord, have mercy. Let us pray. O God, Almighty Father, our faith promises that your Son died and rose again. Mercifully grant that through this mystery, your servant Margaret, who has fallen asleep in Christ, may rejoice to rise again through him, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, one God forever and ever. Please be seated. Our first reading is a reading from the Book of Wisdom. The souls of the virtuous are in the hands of God. No torment shall ever touch them. In the eyes of the unwise who did appear to die, their going looked like a disaster, they're leaving us like annihilation, but they are in peace. If they experience punishment as men see it, their hope was rich with immortality. Slight was their affliction, great will their blessings be. God has put them to the test. And prove them worthy to be with him. He has tested them like gold in a furnace and accepted them as a holocaust. When the time comes for his visitation, they will shine out. As sparks run through the stubble, so will they. They shall judge nations, rule over peoples, and the Lord will be their king forever. They who trust him will understand the truth. Those who are faithful will live with him in love. For grace and mercy await those he has chosen. The word of the Lord.
The second reading is a reading from the second letter of St. Paul to the Corinthians. We know that when the tent that we live in on earth is folded up, there is a house built by God for us, an everlasting home not made by human hands in the heavens. We are always full of confidence then that when we remember that to live in the body means to be exiled from the Lord, going as we do by faith and not by sight, we are full of confidence, I say, and actually want to be exiled from the body and make our home with the Lord. Whether we are living in the body or exiled from it, we are intent on pleasing him. For all the truth about us will be brought out in the law, court, the law court of Christ, and each of us will get what he deserves for the things he did in the body, good or bad. The word of the Lord. be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to John. And Jesus said to his disciples, do not let your hearts be troubled. Trust in God still and trust in me. There are many rooms in my father's house. If there were not, I should have told you. I'm going now to prepare a place for you. And after I've gone and prepared your place, I shall return to take you with me so that where I am, you may be too. And you know the way to the place where I'm going. And Thomas said, Lord, we do not know where you're going, so how can we know the way? And Jesus said, I am the way, the truth and the life. No one can come to the Father except through me. The Gospel of the Lord. As I mentioned last night, uh, Margaret was no stranger to illness over the years, but she had great resilience and would very often bounce back. The last uh, few years were very difficult for people like Margaret, who had to be careful and had to stay in in order to stay safe. Recently, uh, she managed to get out of hospital uh, after a stay in which she was clearly unwell again and uh, very weak. She was glad to be at home uh, and amongst her own things once again. None of us could have ever imagined that she would die so suddenly in that morning. It was on that day and at that hour that God decided her work was done and that her life had run its course. There is a lovely image in the reading of today's Mass from St Paul about death He describes it in these terms, exchanging the tent that we live in now for a home in the heavens. 
and he says that death itself is like moving house from something impermanent to something lasting. A tent can be put up, taken down, a tent can be erected and then taken away and folded away. The place that we are moving to then, uh, he says, is something more solid, something more lasting and permanent. The Father's house in which there are very many rooms. We're moving from something which we regard to be good now to be something that is even better. We are folding away the tent of our life for a home not made by human hands, but a home made in the heavens. It is a nice and profound image uh, that uh, we hear today, and it reminds us that in life there is a destination, an end point uh, to which all our earthly journeys not only point towards, but also lead us towards too. Margaret herself uh, always believed this, that all roads lead to God, to his love and to his compassion. All our roads point in the same direction. Every journey has its end, namely in the love of God. He who creates us wants us to be with him in glory, in peace and in love. God wants us in this image then uh, to present to us this image of the Father's house with that generous amount of rooms uh, enough for all. We're conscious then today as we gather in the church uh, that we gather with this hope and this light in our own life uh, which lights up our way and guides our steps. Margaret, all her life, uh, as you will know yourself, had a great and strong faith. She prayed every day and found great consolation and strength from her faith. And she tried to live by it and was always a strong member of this parish community throughout the years. She missed, of course, getting uh, to Mass uh, more recently, but she would watch myself uh, celebrate Mass online. She did say to me more recently, I wish you would speak up a bit louder, Father. I can't hear you. I even get told off at the end. Just a few words about her life, her parents, Michael and Helen, and she lived in Colebrook Street. If you know uh, Cambus Lang, uh, you'll know that I have a theory that uh, most people lived in Colebrook Street at one time. She lived in the Caledonian Circuit too, two sisters, uh, Betty and Helen, and of course uh, the brothers, uh, Bill and Robert. Uh, they were very close as a family, uh, very close as an extended family too, mentioned to her aunt Bet and her uh, Bet's daughter Liz as well too, close to them. The family uh, holidays, as we probably all did holiday in those days at Salcoats, uh, but further afield too in Ireland for them. As a youngster, which is difficult for us to imagine, she was a bit of a tomboy, uh, but she loved uh, netball uh, and played uh, with her school and district teams. Of course, as you know, uh, the family has a passion for Celtic Football Club, and of course she shared in that herself, uh, loved to go to the games and to watch the games with her dad. She was a smart young girl, uh, passed her exam to go to Elmwood Convent School, but preferred to go to the junior secondary 
and also to the world of work beyond it. Many young girls went to work in those days, you might know, in the Templeton's factory. Uh, she did too, working in the welfare department and was promoted when it was uh, shown that she had good school skills in that area. She also worked in O'Hare's uh, bookies, uh, getting pocket money for something which she loved very much, of course, her dancing. She left to work in Templeton's to work at the Hoover plant yeah, here in the town, uh, uh, chasing uh, the big money in those days, uh, but she always uh, regretted that decision. She met Sam Gilmore. Uh, she claimed he pursued her, described him as a charmer. They met, of course, at the dancing, at a famous uh, dance hall called the Locarno, which some of the older in the congregation might uh, recognise. Uh, and he eventually persuaded her, after many occasions, uh, to marry him. He married here on the 26th of September, 1964. She enjoyed very much being part of the Gilmore family and made great friends with them all, particularly Margaret and Anna. She liked living in the city in Walter Street. Lynn was born in 65, Morris in 1968. Family uh, moved back uh, here to Canvas Lang uh, to look after Margaret's sister, sister, who was ill at that time, and stayed in the Westburn Road, uh, where, of course, she stayed for many, many years. She was told to look after many people uh, over the years, uh, family members and others besides too. She was a very conscientious and kind uh, mother, keen for both Lynn and Morris to do well and was very welcoming to their friends. Later on again in life, she worked in the Hoover plant but also in the Tope Pitch Community Centre where she was the caretaker and provided great functions and entertainments for the seniors in our area. She was very happy to welcome Graham and Carol Ann to the family. Uh, uh, Graham loved Margaret very much and was always in hand to do the small and large works that she needed done. And she was most delighted to be a gran and very close in her relationship with the boys, Ben and Mac. They have so many good memories. They were very close to their gran all their life. And of course she was close to Orla and Alia and Ellie and loved their visits and hearing just exactly what they were doing. Over the course of the years, she missed the relatives who passed away, especially Betty. Uh, as all of you will know who were her friends, you will know that she valued friendship very much. Her good friends and Irene Brandham and Anne McLear and Margaret Ferguson uh, and many others uh, beyond that. It's difficult, isn't it, uh, to sum up a life? Uh, Margaret had great qualities. She was friendly, uh, kind and open. She loved to laugh, loved company, loved meeting people, loved family life, loved to see people getting on and doing well in life. <coughs> I think that she felt as if she'd been greatly blessed in life to do so much, but also to live so long to see so much too. One of the messages that I would like to speak to you about today is that sense of God who blesses us so many ways in life. It's maybe only when we look over our shoulders 
that we realise that there are so many things to thank God for in life. All of us who have known Margaret feel that we've been blessed in a special way, that through her, many blessings of kindness and friendship and love and concern have been shown to us. And today we're thankful for all of those graces. So we've come to the end of a long and a good life. In death, we kind of think that the road itself comes to an end. But its final destination is not in death, but its final destination is in the love of God, which we are all called to at the end. May Margaret have peace in heaven, and may she be reunited with all those that she loved and cherished in life. May God bless her for all her kindnesses shown in life, and may he bless her with all that thing, all those things that she prayed for in her life, and especially that gift of eternal peace at the end. We invite you to sing our offer to him uh, as the offer to gifts are presented. stand and pray dear brothers and sisters that my sacrifice endures may be acceptable to God the Almighty Father as we humbly present to you these sacrificial offerings O Lord for the salvation of your servant we beseech your mercy that she who did not doubt to be a 
did not doubt your Son to be a loving Saviour, may find in him a merciful judge. Through Christ our Lord. The Lord be with you. Lift up your hearts. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It's truly right and just, our duty and our salvation, always and everywhere to give you thanks. Lord, Holy Father, Almighty and Eternal God, for even though by our own fault we perish, yet by your compassion and your grace, when seized by death according to our sins, we are redeemed through Christ's great victory and with him called back into life. And so, with the powers of heaven, we worship you constantly on earth, and before you, without end, we acclaim. Holy, 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 O Lord God of hosts, heaven and earth are full of your glory. Hosanna in Christ. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Hosanna in Christ. You are indeed holy, O Lord, the fount of all holiness. Make holy, therefore, these gifts we pray, by sending down your Spirit upon them what the dew fall, so that they may become for us the body and blood of our Lord Jesus Christ. At the time he was betrayed and entered willingly into his passion, he took bread and, giving thanks, broke it and gave it to his disciples, saying, Take this, all of you, and eat of it, for this is my body, which will be given up for you. In a similar way, when supper was ended, he took the chalice, and once more giving thanks, he gave it to his disciples, saying, Take this, all of you, and drink from it, for this is the chalice of my blood, the blood of the new and eternal covenant, which will be poured out for you and for many for the forgiveness of sins. Do this in memory of me. The mystery of faith. We proclaim your death, O Lord, and profess your resurrection until you come again. Therefore, as we celebrate the memorial of his death and resurrection, we offer you, Lord, the bread of life and the chalice of salvation, giving thanks that you have held us worthy to be in your presence and minister to you. Humbly we pray that, sharing in the body and blood of Christ, we may be gathered into one by the Holy Spirit. Remember, Lord, your church spread throughout the world, bring her to the fullness of charity, together with Francis, our Pope, Joseph, our Bishop, and all the clergy. Remember Margaret, whom you have called from the, this, the world to yourself. Grant that she, who was united with your son in a death like his, may also be one with him in his resurrection. And remember also our brothers and sisters who have fallen asleep in the hope of the resurrection, and all who have died in your mercy. Welcome them into the light of your face. Have mercy on us all, we pray, that with the Blessed Virgin Mary, Mother of God, Joseph, her spouse, the blessed apostles, and all the saints who have pleased you throughout the ages, we may merit to be coerced to eternal life, and we praise and glorify you through your Son, Jesus Christ. Through him, and with him, and in him, O God, Almighty Father, in the unity of the Holy Spirit, all glory and honour is yours forever and ever. Please stand. We pray with great confidence to God our Father in the prayer that Jesus has taught us. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, 
as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. And deliver us, Lord, we pray, from every evil. And graciously grant peace in our days. That by the help of your mercy, we may always be free from sin and safe from all distress, as we await the blessed hope and the coming of our Saviour, Jesus Christ. Lord Jesus Christ, who said to your apostles, Peace I leave you, my peace I give you, look not in our sins, but in the faith of your church, and graciously grant her peace and unity in accordance with your will, who live and reign for ever and ever. Amen. And the peace of the Lord be with you always. We invite you to offer one another a sign of peace and friendship. Lamb of God. Behold the Lamb of God, behold him who takes away the sins of the world, blessed are those called to the supper of the Lamb. Lord, I am not worthy that you should enter under my roof. Only say the word and my soul shall be healed. come forward uh, for Holy Communion, but if you feel unable to come to Communion, uh, then you might want to receive a blessing. I just ask you to put your hand on your breast as you come forward, and I'll give you a blessing. But if you don't want to receive Communion or a blessing, then obviously just remain seated where you are. Sweet sir, your majesty divine, 
system. For God, whose Son left us in the sacrament of his body, food for the journey, mercifully grant that strengthened by it, our dear sister may come to the eternal table of Christ, who lives and reigns for ever and ever. <laughs> 